0: Welcome to There Are Good Things Here, the podcast where we reflect on the lessons Katie Hubbard learned about living as she was preparing to die. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, and I never once opened Katie's journals while she was alive. Now I'm opening them up to you so you can discover resources for your faith refreshing honesty, and unexpected joy for the journey through a painful world with a wonderful God. Well, thank you, friends, for your patience. Some of you who follow this podcast regularly know that I missed last week, I think is the first week that I've missed completely. It was the startup of a new school year for the Navigators, the ministry that I work with. And uh, we had been traveling some and just kind of crazy. So uh, this week is kind of a makeup podcast in some ways. I have four journal entries that I'm going to read. So a slightly longer um, podcast than usual. These are journal entries of Katie's from the end of August of 2015. She begins this entry simply with a scripture, Second Samuel 7, 9 and 10. And I have been with you wherever you have gone, this is the Lord speaking to David, and have cut off all your enemies from before you, and have made you a great name, like the name of the great men who are on the earth. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them. Also, the Lord tells you that he will make you a house. Now, that was significant for Katie because we were thinking about, at this time, planning to build a house in Wisconsin. And she writes, As of today, Lord, you have provided a lot, a builder, a house plan, money for clearing the lot, and digging the well. You have provided the green light for the next step. Thank you, in all capital letters. I have been so stressed, and I felt like I was going to snap. Took Tom to college yesterday, and told our staff team today that we were moving. And then I had to go to the DMV this morning to renew my license. Then from Sunday, August twenty-third, twenty-fifteen, dear Lord, I'm contrasting David's response in First Samuel seven eighteen to my own. Who am I? He says, Father, there is anger bitterness in me about cancer. Going back to Wisconsin, being sidelined from campus ministry, contemplating a short life. Ugh, I said that I would trust you with our next move and not fight it, but it's hard not to grasp after titles and accomplishment. Part of me feels like if we move back to the Fox Valley, we will become irrelevant. And then I get a letter from Beth H., and people respond overwhelmingly to my blog. It seems like writing is a big deal, but I don't feel like I have much to say. Dear God, please help me to stay pliable and tender, not hard and bitter. I know bitterness will reach out and poison everything. I will look at people with distrust and doubt your goodness. I don't know if I have thanked you for working out Missouri for Tom. It seems like such a great fit. And Katie's here referring to the University of Missouri where our firstborn Tom had begun college. This is the day that you have made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, I want to live that way. Look forward to Tom's opportunities in Missouri. Be excited for how you will provide for our house. Wednesday, August 26th, 2015. Dear Lord, back in my comfy chair in my room, where I go when my back hurts. We are one and a half weeks into school, and this is the first morning that feels normal. Monday morning was an early appointment with Dr. Roland. He looked very disheveled and stressed. He told me his next recommendation would be the University of Chicago and T cells. But now, I am off my Lupron, and that means no estrogen blockers. That thought stresses me. Yesterday, I had my first CAAT shot, and it hurt terribly. And then yesterday, I had terrible pain and chills and aches and shakes, and I have a large red spot at the injection site. So, I'm not sure about any of that. I'm waiting for my tumor marker. Lord, I long for good news. I feel like you have promised me good news, but I continue to not see it. 1 Samuel 12 verse 8 I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your keeping, and gave you the house of Israel and Judah, and if that had been too little, I also would have given you much more the Lord's heart of goodness to David, to do him good. And then Katie goes on to write out a number of different psalms on the next two and a half pages of her journal. I'm going to skip over those for now. They're just written out where she was reading the verse and copying them into her journal or verses and copying them. But from Thursday, August 27th, 2015, she writes, Dear Lord, I read about the protocell treatment yesterday. I woke up this morning with hope, the first time in forever. It's interesting I would read that after such an extensive prayer time yesterday. And then she writes out Psalm 119, 49. Remember the word to your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. In Psalm 118, 17, and 18. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. In verse 24, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You can hear it in Katie's journal entries, how she's looking into the scripture, longing to hear from the Lord, seeing the promises that he made to David of a long life and asking that God would do the same for her. Those of you who are listening to this podcast know that that is not the way that God answered Katie's prayers. What he gave her was true life on earth and eternal life with him forever. There are good things here.